numbers numbers welcome everybody today is day number 56 this is chip and eric reading through the bible we're so glad you can join us we are going through the book of yeah numbers numbers it's day 56 and it's numbers five and six. Oh wow numbers oh gee <laughs> yeah numbers that is true numbers five and buy six. buy a lottery today. ticket don't buy a lottery <laughs> ticket. yeah that's right yeah Man. well hey if uh if you do and you win, then you can donate to the Chip and Eric Show. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, we're in the book of Numbers, five and six. Yesterday was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of we, people. So yesterday we talked about uh, the roles of the different clans of the Levite tribe. Um, basically, <laughs> these people had to just, I can even say these dudes, these dudes had to just carry stuff whenever the tabernacle got moved. But uh, in a very special and particular way, but that's what we talked about yesterday. Yeah, we gave and, a shout out to Ithamar. Oh, yeah, and and all the Ithamars listening. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We yeah. we don't hold back. We're proud of you, Ithamar. Okay, let's go at it. Numbers. numbers five and six. Yeah. Okay, Numbers chapter five, purity in Israel's camp. The Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Command the people of Israel to move from the camp anyone who has a skin disease or a discharge or who has become ceremonially unclean by touching a dead person. This command applies to men and women alike. Remove them so they'll not defile the camp in which I live among them. So the Israelites did as the Lord commanded Moses and removed such people from the camp. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people, men or women, betray the Lord by doing wrong, to another person, they are guilty. They must confess their sin and make full restitution for what they have done, adding an additional 20% and returning it to the person who was wronged. But if the person who was wronged is dead, there are no near and there are no near relatives to whom restitution can be made. The payment belongs to the Lord. It must be given to the priest. Those who are guilty must also bring a ram as a sacrifice, and they will be purified and made right with the Lord. All the sacred offerings that the Israelites bring to a priest will belong to him. Each priest may keep all the sacred donations that he receives. Protecting marital faithfulness. And the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Suppose a man's wife goes astray and she's unfaithful to her husband and has sex with another man, but neither her husband nor anyone else knows about it. She has defiled herself, even though there was no witnesses and she was not caught in the act. If her husband becomes jealous and is suspicious of his wife and needs to know whether or not she has defiled herself to the husband, the husband must bring his wife to the priest. He must also bring an offering of two quarts of barley flour to be presented on her behalf. Do not mix it with olive oil or frankincense, for it is a jealousy offering, an offering to prove whether or not she is guilty. The priest will then present her to stand trial before the Lord. He must take some holy water in a clay jar and pour it in and pour into it dust he has taken from the tabernacle floor. When the priest has presented the woman before the Lord, he must unbind her hair and place in her hands the offering of proof, the jealousy offering, to determine whether her husband's suspicions are justified. The priest will stand before her, holding the jar of bitter water that brings a curse to those who are guilty. The priest will then put the woman under oath and say to her, If no other man has had sex with you, and you have not gone astray and defiled yourself while under your husband's authority, may you be immune to the effects of this bitter water and, and that brings on the curse. But if you have gone astray by being unfaithful to your husband and have defiled yourself by having sex with another man... At this point... The priest must put the woman under oath by saying, May the people know that the Lord's curse is upon you when he makes you infert infertile. 
causing your womb to shrivel and your abdomen to swell. Now may this water that brings the curse into your body and cause the abdomen to swell and your womb to shrivel. And the woman will be required to say, yes, let it be so. And the priest will write these curses on a piece of leather and wash them off in the bitter water. He'll make the woman drink the bitter water that brings on the curse. When the water enters her body, it will cause bitter suffering if she's guilty. The priest will take the jealousy offering from the woman's hand, lift it up before the Lord and carry it to the altar. He will take a handful of the flour as a token portion and burn it on the altar, and he will require the woman to drink the water. If she has defiled herself by being unfaithful to her husband, the water that brings on the curse will cause bitter suffering. Her abdomen will swell and her womb will shrink, and her name will become a curse among other people. But if she has not defiled herself and is pure, then she will be unharmed and will still be able to have children. This is the ritual law for dealing with suspicion. If a woman goes astray and defiles her self while under her husband's authority, or if a man becomes jealous and is suspicious that his wife has been unfaithful, the husband must present his wife before the Lord, and the priest will apply this entire ritual law to her. The husband will be innocent of any guilt in this matter, but his wife will be held accountable for her sin. Nazarite Laws, Numbers chapter 6. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people, either men or women, take a special vow of a Nazarite, setting themselves apart to the Lord in a special way, they must give up wine and other alcoholic drinks. They must not use vinegar made from wine or from other alcoholic drinks, and must not drink fresh grape juice, and they must not eat grapes or raisins. As long as they are bound by their Nazarite vow, they are not allowed to eat or drink anything that comes from a grapevine, not even the seeds, grape seeds or skins. They must never cut their hair throughout the time of their vow, for they are holy and set apart to the Lord. Until the time of their vow has been fulfilled, they must let their hair grow long, and they must not go near a dead body during the entire period of their vow to the Lord. Even if the dead person is their own father, mother, brother, or sister, they must not defile themselves, for the hair on their head is a symbol of their separation to God. This requirement applies as long as they are set apart to the Lord. If someone falls dead beside them, the hair they have dedicated to the Lord will be defiled. They must wait for seven days and then shave their heads. Hmm. Then they will be cleansed from their defilement. On the eighth day, they must bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will offer one of the birds for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. In this way, he will purify them from the guilt they incurred through contact with a dead body. Then they must reaffirm their commitment and let their hair begin to grow again. The days of their vow that were completed before their defilement no longer count. They must rededicate themselves to the Lord as a Nazarite for the full term of their vow, and each must bring a one-year-old male lamb for a guilt offering. This is the ritual law for Nazarites. At the conclusion of their time of separation as Nazarites, they must each go to the entrance of the tabernacle and offer their sacrifices to, to the Lord. A one-year-old male lamb without defect for a burnt offering, a one-year-old female lamb without defect for a sin offering, a ram without defect for a peace offering, a basket of bread made without yeast, cakes of choice flour mixed with olive oil and wafers spread with olive oil, along with the prescribed grain offerings and liquid offerings. The priest will present these offerings before the Lord. First the sin offering and the burnt offering, then the ram for a peace offering, along with the basket of bread made without yeast. The priest must also present the prescribed grain offering and liquid offering to the Lord. Then the Nazarites will shave their heads at the entrance of the tabernacle. They will take the hair that had been dedicated and place it on the fire beneath the peace offering sacrifice. After the Nazarite's head has been shaved, the priest will take for each of them the boiled shoulder of the ram, and he will take from the, he will take from the basket a cake and a wafer made without yeast. 
He will put them all into the Nazarite's hands. The priest will lift them up as a special offering before the Lord. These are holy portions for the priest, along with the breast of the special offering and the thigh of the sacred offering that are lifted up before the Lord. After this ceremony, the Nazarites may again drink wine. This is a ritual law of the Nazarites who vow to bring these offerings to the Lord. They may also bring additional offerings if they can't afford it, and they must be careful to do whatever they vowed when they set themselves apart as Nazarites. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I will bless them. I will myself will bless them. Okay. Very good. Very good. That was numbers five and six on day 56. Yeah. So that blessing, uh, my wife would do that with our kids when they were younger. That little blessing for them. That's awesome. That was nice. Hey, what would you think of uh, the jealousy offering? Boy, that's something. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Going through the jealousy offering? Uh-oh. I think it's jealousy just, offering. Just better to come clean. Come clean. Then drink the water that <laughs> the bitter gives water. you a beer gut and <laughs> the a shriveled womb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Just a, lot of, a lot of hair and shaving and vowels and all kinds of stuff there. Yeah. You know what really kind of – so it's interesting to me. Some of these offerings are a, a pleasing aroma to the Lord, right? We've read that phrase so many times. Dude, burning hair is not a pleasing aroma to anyone. It is not. So, I yeah, I feel for the priests on that one. Yeah. Like yeah. cooking meat, that smells good. Burning up a dude's hair that's been growing it out for however long. Yeah, that's yeah. hard pass. That is, we've yeah, that is not a good smell. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, the so what for me? We're doing so what and where's Jesus? So the so what. I kind of go early in chapter five, numbers five. You know, again, we're not bound by every word um, of the Old Testament today. Right. But there's a lot of principles there, and I underlined, if any of the people, men or women, betray the Lord by doing wrong to another person, they're guilty. And so they got to confess their sin and make restitution. So interesting is that when they um, hurt somebody else and do wrong to somebody else, what does he say? It's, it's to the Lord. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. and so, like, if I hurt you, Eric, or you do something, you know, for me or whatever, or wives or anybody in our church or friends or whatever— we not only hurt them, but we hurt the Lord, mm-hmm. and and so that that's a um, a sober reminder that you know it's not just about me and them; it's about me and Him, me and the Lord, and and that relationship is extremely vital. And the health of that relationship depends, you know, at least in this situation, on how I interact with others, yeah. and how I treat others, and if I get right with others. So, I guess the takeaway today is. Are there people in your life that you need to confess sin to that you've hurt and upset? And, and maybe you're like right now you're like, oh, I can't think of anybody. Well, that's good, but it could be later on today. The Spirit, you know, God, the Holy Spirit never goes to sleep. And it might convict you of, of yeah. somebody that you mean, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I got to touch base. It's always good to touch base with people. I think, hey, are we good? Did, did I hurt you? I might have said something. Are we all right? I think that's a good question. Yeah, absolutely. So get right with people because it affects your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Yep. So. And you can't you can't be good with God if you're not, that's you know, true. if you haven't settled things with people. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Good one. Okay. Where's Jesus? So, man, Jesus is all over the place in the book of Numbers. Um, again, this Old Testament 
process is seen fulfilled in Jesus. He did not come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law, yeah. right? Uh, and, you know, I think yeah. of the, the yeah. elevation of the moral standards. So yeah. uh, as I'm reading the, the jealousy offering, that's right, I found Jesus in the jealousy the je- offering. <laughs> oh, no, didn't you I didn't. Just, yeah. No, you didn't. Didn't I just. Well, so it's all about a woman who cheats on her husband, right? Mm-hmm. Well, later on in the Sermon on the Mount, wouldn't Jesus flip that script and say, if a man looks at a woman with lust, you know, so like very high standards for sexual purity expressed here for wives specifically, you notice that there's no process for if a wife thinks her husband is out fooling around. Nope. Right. And so Jesus kind of raises the bar as he does. um, And he puts the onus on men. And he says, if you so much as look at another woman with lust, You have committed adultery, and you're guilty the same way this woman is. Guilty. You know, and, you know, we're not going to get the beer cut and the shriveled womb, but we are just as guilty, and it damages our relationship with God because we have violated our, our, uh, you know, his character in our own lives. Because, you know, married or unmarried, lusting after a woman is adultery. So if you're a single man and you're yeah. lusting after, it's still adultery. That's right. But who are you cheating on? Well, you're cheating on God. That's right. You know, so, right. you know, that. I that's where I see Jesus in this. It's just the, and we're going to see it again too, the overall raising of the standard. Yeah. You know, that, you know, he takes kind of what we're reading in Leviticus numbers. Uh, he takes that and he raises the standard and says, no, 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 in, in my kingdom, it's actually beyond that. Mm-hmm. So. That's hmm. where I see Jesus in this. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, that, that was a fun one, guys. Um, yeah. We hope you have a great day today. Make sure your relationships are on the up and up. Yeah. Especially your marriage. Yes. <laughs> no looking around. No sleeping yeah, around. That's right. That's right. Or we'll make you drink the bitter that's water. That's right. Yes. The bitter water. And we will institute the jealousy offering. That's right. Okay. All right. Hey, you guys take care. <laughs> we'll see you later. Tomorrow is another day. Yes. And we'll we'll be there. So get some sleep. Bye-bye.